This is True Parenting Audio, episode 54. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Today we're going to be talking about teaching our children. I know that sounds kind of generic and general, but we're going to talk about the fact that our kids want us to teach them. They want to learn. And we're going to talk about some ways that we can do that proactively so that we're not always just reacting to negative things that happen from day to day. I'm going to share with you an experience my wife and I had a couple weeks ago that really solidified for me the fact that each of my kids, and I'm sure your kids as well, they really want us to teach them. They want us to give them the knowledge and information that will help them in their lives. And sometimes it feels like maybe they're not receptive to those things, but ultimately they really do want to learn. My son, his name is Berkeley, and he just barely turned five a couple days ago. And on his fifth birthday, he walked downstairs while my wife was making him his birthday breakfast, and he strutted into the kitchen with his head held high, knowing full well that it was his special day. And he walked into the kitchen, he looked at my wife, and he said, Hey, Mom, wish me happy birthday. And just a couple minutes later, I walked downstairs to breakfast, and as I walked in the room, he looked at me with that same grin on his face and said, Hey, Dad, what do you say? I thought about throwing something else out, but but I just couldn't do it. And so I just replied, Happy birthday, Berkeley. He has the greatest smile, and all of my children are very, very dark. They have dark hair, they have dark features, but out of all of them, we got this this one little boy with blonde hair and light features. And he always makes me smile and laugh with his little silly comments like that. One of the other funny things about Berkeley is that he's almost always happy. He's always grinning ear to ear, but on seldom random occasions... Well, not so random. It's usually provoked by his older brothers. But there are times when this little happy boy can really light it up. He has a fire inside him that can definitely emerge if he's provoked. But most of the time, he's the sweetest blonde-haired boy you'll ever know. A couple weeks ago, he was helping my wife with dinner as he often does, and he was cutting veggies with his little hands kitchen tools and working away as he stood on a stool 
at the kitchen counter next to my wife. That night, they decided to make chicken parmesan. After the veggies were all cut, Berkeley moved on to another task. He always gets excited about doing more grown-up tasks like this. And he poked his fork in the chicken breast and dipped it in the butter and then in the breadcrumbs, coating the chicken for baking. And when he was finished with his chore, he proceeded to do like he always does when he's cooking with mom. He licked the fork. My wife saw him lick the fork, and it was almost like one of those slow motion moments where it's like, no, don't put that in your mouth. But she couldn't stop him, and he put the the fork in his mouth and licked off all of those nasty salmonella-ridden chicken germs. And my wife quickly said to him, oh, Berkeley, don't stick that in your mouth. Raw chicken can make you really sick. And Berkeley's expression fell immediately. And he looked at my wife with concern in his eyes. And he responded, Mom, you have to teach me these things before I do them. I don't know this stuff. You have to teach me. My wife and I both got a big kick out of that. But as I thought more about it, I thought how profound that statement from my my five-year-old son was and that he really wanted to learn. And he looked to us, to my wife and to me, to teach him the things that he needs to know throughout his life. I'm not of the belief that our children are a true tabula rasa or blank slate. There are definitely things that our children just come equipped with. Some things come naturally with development, and other things require us to teach them. But when Berkeley said to my wife, you have to teach me these things, it reminded me of my essential responsibility to teach my children and made me seriously think about how we can better fulfill this important work. Just as Berkeley expressed, Our kids want to learn. They want us to teach them. They're practically begging us to teach them. Berkeley's statement also made me think about how I respond to him when he's struggling. Maybe at those moments when Berkeley's fiery side comes out, it made me think when Berkeley's screaming and chasing his brothers, he's actually saying, Dad, You have to teach me how to calm down, problem solve, and resolve conflict peacefully. When my oldest son, Kyler, refuses to do his chores, he's actually saying, Dad, you have to teach me about cooperation and maybe even respectful ways to assert boundaries. When my middle son, Eli, teases his little sister or brothers, he might be pleading, Dad, you have to teach me that I'm valuable and powerful and I can obtain attention and power in more positive ways. And when my little girl, Emma, my two-year-old daughter, whines and cries uncontrollably when she gets the green cup instead of the red cup, she's actually expressing, Daddy, you have to teach me how to manage this overwhelm and disappointment of unmet expectations. But the thing we often struggle with is, How do we teach them these things? 
Every parenting program available today talks about discipline or teaching in some form. Yet not all methods of discipline, so to speak, actually teach our kids what they need and want to know and what we intend to teach them. Nor do all the possible responses to our children's behavior utilize all the principles of true parenting. When we fail to respond in ways that teach, build the relationship, and continue to upgrade ourselves as individuals and parents, our teaching often falls short, and they don't learn what they truly need and want to learn. But let's not be naive in thinking that we can simply tell them, and that's the end of our teaching. Telling is only the beginning, and sometimes our teaching doesn't even require words at all. There are primarily four categories of teaching and edifying our children. Obviously, there are millions of specific techniques or teaching practices that are possible, but they all fit somehow, I've found, into these four categories. So I'd like to share with you now just these these four categories and expound upon these a little bit more. I'm going to share with you how we can show our children, how we can tell our children, how we can enlist their participation, and finally, how we can encourage self-discovery. So let's go back and the first way we can teach our kids proactively is to show them. Your children are always watching you, even when you don't think they're paying attention. There are many wonderful quotes that express this significant concept of teaching. Robert Fulgham said, Don't worry that your children don't listen to you. Worry that they're always watching you. There's another anonymous quote that I, I've heard that expresses this idea one step further. It states, It's not about what you say to your child, but who you are. And studies show that people that smoke or drink have children that are more likely to smoke or drink themselves. No matter what verbal message we send about substance use, for instance, our actions speak louder than our words often. Often to my own embarrassment, every single one of my children has publicly performed some behavior that I've privately executed in the comfort of my own home. Almost everything they do, they learn by watching first. Everything from tying their shoes to math and reading are all learned, at least to some degree, by watching. So number two is to tell them. And it may be true that what we do and who we are play more significant roles in what our children learn and actually implement into their lives, but that does not mean that our words don't matter. Language helps us and our children to attach meaning, memorize, and categorize our experience, feelings, and ideas. An important distinction is that effective learning by telling rarely takes root when the words are harsh or threatening. Accurate learning that actually promotes positive application of productive principles happens most effectively when moods are optimistic, words are constructive, and the child is genuinely engaged and enjoying themselves. Number three is to enlist their participation. So shared experiences are very effective ways of teaching. Benjamin Franklin once said, Tell me and I forget. Teach me and I remember. Involve me and I learn. 
And I believe that play is one of the most powerful forms of learning for kids. And it can be one of the greatest opportunities to teach our children without them feeling like they're being lectured to death. Working together and including our children in our daily responsibilities can be incredibly influential as well. It can give us amazing opportunities to incorporate the show-and-tell aspect of teaching within the context of our children's own practice and experience. Finally, number four is self-discovery. As parents, we often worry about our kids. We envelop them in bubble wrap and seek to save them from every possible experience of pain or discomfort. And when we do this, we fail to see that self-discovery and even mistakes and distress provide them with the, the prospect of growth. When my son Berkeley said, Mom, you have to teach me these things, he was actually in the process of self-learning. My wife also provided gentle feedback in that situation, which gave him reference for the next time he was cutting chicken. One of our roles as parents is to guide and allow for self-discovery within a reasonable limit of safety. Obviously, allowing my child to self-discover what happens when they run out in front of a bus is not reasonable risk to take. But we can invade, intervene, and save less than we often do. When our kids make a discovery of their own, it's more deeply ingrained in them. It gives them a sense of self-esteem and efficacy that can't be matched by giving them the answer to a problem. Being proactive in how we teach our kids basic principles, skills, and values through all of these different methods that we just talked about can save us a lot of struggle and conflict in our family and with our children. We can anticipate many of life's struggles and give our children skills, perspective, and a reference point for which to manage those struggles if we're sensitive to their needs and put appropriate plans for teaching in place. It really does take some planning ahead and looking at what are the what are the things that my children need and want to learn the most and how can I facilitate the best that learning. But ultimately, we do our best and that's enough. I know Through all of this, you might be thinking, well, that's all well and good to always be ahead of the game and teach our kids what they need to know before they need to know it, but that's just not reality. That's not the way that things work often. And so we can't always foresee everything they will need to know and learn. It's true that we can't always be preventative in our teaching or ingrained into our our kids everything we try to teach. But that's just part of reality. That's just the way things are, and really, that's okay. Ultimately, our children will and, and can learn from our mistakes as much as we learn from our own mistakes if we're willing to fess up to those mistakes and move forward. The lesson of humbly recognizing our mistakes, apologizing, and moving forward is one of the greatest life tutorials that we can give our children. We do our best, and that's enough. Our best efforts will be rewarded if we remember that our kids want to learn and grow. 
We have a stewardship to help them, and we can do that in proactive, loving, true ways. So in closing, what do you feel are some of the most important things we need to teach our kids? And what are some of the most effective ways you proactively teach your children these very things? Thanks again for listening, everybody. I, I always appreciate everyone that listens and for all of your interaction on Facebook and on the blog. We'd love to hear from you over at the blog at trueparenting.net slash your child wants you to teach them. Leave some of your thoughts and ideas regarding teaching your children. Answer those questions that we asked about what you feel like are the most important things, the, maybe the general values or principles that we need to teach our children, and just how you go about that. I love to learn from all of you and to, to find new ways to perform the amazing task of true parenting. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask, you're always welcome to email me at andysmithson at trueparenting.net. Or you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash trueparenting. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and have a great day.